This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 Tea Time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville. Edwin Watts Golf, Truly Nolan and Critter Control, French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Good morning. Are you basketballed out yet? Welcome to the first tee at the Square Country Club on Main Street for Backspin Golf this week. I'm, I'm, this is a very calming voice I'm using today. I think a lot of us have been amped up over watching the NCAA tournament and all the stuff going on. But it's always great to be here with you to talk about the game we love. Uh before we get going, real quick, because uh, and I'll do it again on the show today with my great guests, there, uh, we've been talking to people about the whole discussion about the proposal about the golf ball and uh, you know making a ball that won't go as far for the elite players, meaning the pros, and I think the top amateurs also. Real quick, before we get going. Justin Thomas has now come out and said, it's not about rolling golf balls back. It's about making golf courses more difficult. And he said, you're trying to create a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. To me, it's just so bad for the game of golf. And as we know, the RNA and the USGA are going to give the the organizers of each event the option to require play players to use only balls that meet maximum distance criteria. By the way, this is not planned on even being in effect till 2026. But as we know, this has created a huge uh, back and forth. It's not even a back and forth. It's uh, We have opinions about everything in the world, and this is certainly... No different. So we'll get into a, a little of that with my guests. And I can't wait. Uh, golf Unfilters. Unfilters? Golf Unfiltereds. It's Golf Unfiltered. Adam Fonseca will join me. And then the wonderful Jordan Perez. Uh, and we'll talk amateur golf with Jordan. But first up, a new friend of the show. Keith Stewart is going to be joining me, and I can't wait. So without further ado, here on Backspin Golf, let's tee it up. And good morning, Chris Mascaro. Next on the tee, people. If you've never listened to that great podcast, you're missing out. It's next on the tee. All right, here we go. Uh, I am very excited. I Everybody that's listened to my show knows how much I love doing this show because of the people that I met and have gotten friendly with because of Backspin Golf, and this morning is absolutely no exception. There's a guy named Keith Stewart, 
And you can follow him on Twitter at KJ Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T-P-G-A. It's a great Twitter account. You can also go to at Read the Line, R-E-A-D, the line. And I've been looking around there, too, and boy, I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, He's a very impressive guy. So I'll just say hello to him, and I'll try to contain my enthusiasm for everything he does until after we're done and then when he's gone i'll say a bunch of really great stuff about him hi keith (laughs) yeah matt that's just a a tremendous intro thanks so much for having me on (laughs) no it's it really is great and i am very excited there's so much to talk about with you but here's where i want to start because this all the conversation around golf Thank goodness it's not about that other golf thing that I very rarely talk about because I can't stand it. That starts with an L. It's not about that. Finally, we're in a space where people are talking about something else that has to do with golf. And I want to get your opinion about this. As somebody whose opinion I respect, even though this is the first time we're talking to each other just from reading your stuff. Talk to me a little about the whole USGA RNA bifurcation. This is a huge deal, even though it's not supposed to happen till 2026, if it happens. What are your feelings about what's going on? Well, Matt, I mean, this is an unbelievable piece of news in the golf industry because for hundreds of years, we've all played the same game. And for the ruling bodies to get together and to make a decision covering the rules of golf that is this uh, inflammatory and polarizing and in so many ways uh, reflects a lot of what the culture of golf has been in, in the last, you know, 18 to 24 months. I know yeah. you, you mentioned the tour with which we don't want to mention because <laughs> that's another waste of time and, and a conversation for a different day. Yeah. But in many ways, I don't feel like the RNA and the USGA have learned anything from the last year of creating controversy when golf's at its peak of popularity. Now, you mentioned this in my Twitter handle. The acronym PGA is at the end of my name. Right. All right. So I have been a PGA professional for decades. And as somebody, with all due respect to Greg Norman and anybody else who's out there, growing the game is has been a, a part of the lifeblood of my existence. So for somebody to come out or a, a party to come out with the authority of the RNA and the USGA to make this decision, and don't get me wrong, I do not believe that this decision was made on a whim. I believe that they have done countless hours, infinite hours of research, right? and they've dedicated uh, an endless number of resources towards making this decision. But man, the temperature on the room, how could you be that disconnected? And you know the reaction from the tour players just kind of tells you the whole deal. Uh, or the reaction from the OEMs, which are your manufacturers. And someone's going to say, well, oh, big business. Time out. Yes. Yeah. Golf is more popular now than when Tiger was at his peak. And that's a fact. So what are we doing in order to maintain and lower levels of confusion, which uh, golf has its own number of headwinds anyway, yeah, right? Right. And, prom- and promote Main Street USA continuing their involvement in the game. Right. I mean, look at the examples that we have out there right now, like Top Golf, 
and you know music and you know all the different things that people can do that are now starting to become just starting they're in their infancy of being broadly accepted in the mm-hmm. game and then for this piece of news to come out which affects so little number of people but yet at the same time again just adds to this story of the ivory tower and the blue blazers and the you know the select nature of what live is using is their propaganda you know kind yep. of fuel it's just man i don't get it yeah i just don't get it I I just, I don't get it at all. This is what is so interesting to me is the reaction from someone like you who has devoted his whole life to the game and growing the game, as you said. I read a quote, and I don't even remember who said it, and I should before on Twitter, that said, this is a solution in terms of, in search of a problem. And I think that's a, a really good way of putting it. First of all, it's not going to affect amateurs like myself and like the majority of people, obviously, all over the world that play golf. It's not going to affect us. I'm still going to play the ball that I want to. I'm going to hit the clubs that I want to. But it's going to affect us in terms of watching the game that we love. And that's where the real disconnect from the RNA and USGA comes, right? Well, let's talk about something for a second. Technology, innovation, right. you know, all of these things. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to the TGL groundbreaking a couple weeks ago down in um, Palm Beach County. Wow. Right? And we're talking about the new Tiger Rory League, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Does any part of that resemble <laughs> this methodology? And people are super excited about that. They oh, yeah. Ricky Fowler joining the 11 other guys, you know, I mean, they're, they're picking the coolest guys. They're having, the, they're going to create the, the, the most electric atmosphere. Right. Right. Yeah. And this is about pulling the game backward. Now I, again, I haven't read, you know, the opus on all of this. Right. Right. You know, I'm sure there's a 300 page brief that I have no interest, nor you do right. in looking at. Yeah. Right. And all of their methodology and their reasoning behind it and why they want to do it. And they're talking about, well, you know, for the future of the game, so on and so forth. At the end of the day, look what's driving golf right now. And with all due respect to the institutions in golf, like the Golf Channel Mm -hmm. and like, um, let's say, Golf Digest or Golf Magazine. those. I mean, I was at the Players last week in the Media Center, and there's there's endless amounts of pundits there talking about all of these stories. Right, right. right. But – the next generation doesn't tune into them. They are following Barstool or they are following or they are going to Top Golf with their kids. I was there the other day with mine, you know, and they are going to look at this Arena Golf League. Yeah. And those are the types of things that I think that we should all be out embracing rather than worried so much about how far Rory McIlroy hits it. And at the end of the day, it it's such a small cross-section of golfers that they're even affecting. Why would you create this level of propaganda, negative propaganda about the sport and your and your institutions, meaning the USGA and the RNA? I, I just don't get yeah. it. Do, do you mean to tell me, from the RNA's perspective, that nobody enjoyed or they're worried about what the final score was at last year's 150th celebration of the Open Championship? The showdown between Cam Smith and Rory McIlroy and young Cam Young from the New York City area. Mm. I mean, seriously? I mean, this is this is and this is the decision that we're going to make coming out of a moment like that. Right. 
Right. I, a, a someone needs to percent. explain that to me. What yeah. is the relevance of this? Yeah, well, I have right? a feeling it's going to be very difficult to explain it to you and to all the rest of us. But we'll be hearing, obviously, more about this as we go. Uh, here's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Because I think, and Sean will correct me if I'm wrong, but he never does because I'm not wrong hardly ever. Uh I don't think we've ever talked on my show about the phenomenon of the last few years, but especially now, of betting on golf and how the the culture of this, we've always known about betting on NFL games and NBA and blah, blah, blah. This is a whole different deal. And if I'm going to start betting on golf, I'm I forget about like Twitter and I'm calling you. Because you have picked the last three winners of PGA Tour events, the last three. Um, I have to correct you there. Uh-oh. I know I don't play the same role as, as your producer, but um, <laughs> I have picked the last three weeks in a row yeah. a winner. But one of the things I do at my company, Read the Line, when we put out content, we cover the LPGA and the PGA Tour. Oh, So yeah. the week in between... I had Jin Young Ko, who won on the LPGA Tour. I had Rory, who came in second at API. But I have to be honest with you. You know, we had Chris Kirk at the Honda. We had Jin Young Ko in Singapore the next week. And then last week, we just had Scotty Scheffler. And, you know, a lot of people might say, hey, it's easy to pick Scotty. I said, all right, so pick him. Yeah, right. (laughs) Then pick him. How did the Rory Rory pick work out? Yeah. You know, so – I just wanted to give you a moment of clarity there. I, okay. I, I do I cover appreciate the women it. and the men. But, that, that's um, awesome, too. And it's not specifically the women. It's not that easy to say Jin Young Ko is going to win this tournament. That's why I think I saw, what was Scotty at the end? A plus 1,100 or something? Is that right? Did I see that right? Yeah, so he was 11-1 to 1 to start the tournament. Okay, so even though he's playing the best golf in the world other than John Rahm, uh, it's still, this is why it's great. This isn't a heavyweight fight where you have a favorite and you bet the favorite and it's not. Golf, anybody can win on any weekend. It's Even the number one player in the world, it's not that easy for them to do it. And that's why it's very impressive what you've done. I mean, there's 144 contestants. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, I, by all means, I, you know, my mom tells me all the time, you could have picked an easier sport to handicap, right? I love <laughs> you know, that. The, a football game has two people playing. Right. I've got 144. <laughs> so, but you know, it, it goes a lot back to my, you know, my PGA background too. Yeah. Matt. You know, yep. I, I've constantly always worked with a bunch of people at one time. You know, there's a hundred people show up on a T-sheet during the day, and I was their green grass operator. Right. You, know, you had to take care of all of them and and understand their needs and and um, what they were looking to get out of their day. You right. know, so it's not just this isn't just a one-on-one conversation, and and it's a cool one. Yeah. No, it's awesome, and I wish we had more time, but I can tell you now, I'm going to ask you to join me often on my show because I have loved this conversation and. Uh, I'm so excited that we've gotten to know each other a little bit. And uh, I can't thank you enough for for joining me this morning. Matt, anytime. You you now have my phone number. Oh, boy. You can can reach out to me. Um, Hey, Valspar starts tomorrow. Yeah. 
you know, you know what they say. You can't win four weeks in a row if you don't win three. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's the best. All right. I stopped betting a long time ago, but I might start again. I'm just saying. Pizza money, you know, as we like to call it around here. But I'll be in touch with you. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, golf betting is going to go viral. The sooner you get in okay. and you understand what's going on. Okay. And let's do a call again about betting education in golf. Oh, right? okay. Sean, you hear this. Okay. I'll I've be- taught the game for over 10,000 hours. One-on-one oh on, one on the lesson to You don't think I could teach you how to bet and win? Yeah, well, if you could teach me how to hit a chip shot, I'd be really grateful. Anyway, that's another discussion we'll have. Thanks a million, Keith. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. All right. Welcome back. Boy, am I pumped for this. There are a lot of uh, – stop laughing – there are a lot of really good golf Twitter accounts and websites, and we I'm lucky, I'm grateful that I get to hang out on Sunday mornings with a lot of my friends who uh, have said accounts. There are very few that I enjoy as much, and I'm not just saying this, Adam, that I enjoy as much as Golf Unfiltered. Uh, and that was even before he got my deranged friend Dan Hauser involved somehow with this, but that's a whole other story. Uh, it's at golf unfiltered or golfunfiltered.com, And it's my buddy, Adam Fonseca. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? And, and, you know, I thought you were going to end that intro with, I have all these great friends. None of them were available. So we got this guy instead. You know what? Hey, Sean, can we go back and we can re-record that? Well, I'll talk to you and then we'll go back and fix that. Uh, uh, or it could be, I have a lot of great friends and you're not one of them, you know, or something like that. I'll figure it. I'll figure it out. Uh, here's where I want to start with you, because I do have experts on my show. It's not all fun and games here. We got serious golf stuff to talk about i can't even say this with a straight face but this is some you put this up yesterday uh on your twitter feed and this is i've been obviously talking to all kinds of different people about this and people have differing opinions about this as we do about everything Mm -hmm. and i hear one opinion about it and i go no that's right and then i hear somebody else say something and i go well wait a minute Maybe So I want to talk to you because you delve into this. Here's what you said. There are some terrible arguments being thrown around about the golf ball rollback plan. Let's try to summarize a few. That's uh, quite undertaking you got there. All right. Shoot. Go ahead. (laughs) So, I mean, let's face it, man. I mean, there's. There's so many opinions, like you said, and there's an old phrase that I'll leave off this show that everyone's got something else in addition to opinions. Correct. But the fact of the matter is this, with this rollback, we're hearing them all come out right yeah. now. And yeah. the ones that I included in that piece is uh, are, are the most frequently said that I'm seeing at least. And those right. include everything from, well, the biggest uh, allure of playing golf is that we can play the same stuff that the pros play, right. which is not true. That just doesn't happen. I mean, there's availability, but not across the board. And there are these other arguments that 
essentially are led, by the way, by equipment manufacturers. How shocking. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Um, And having their sponsored players kind of carry the torch in front of microphones. But let's just call it what it is, okay? Before we go any deeper, man. I mean, let's just call it. This is a game that we created as humans. And this is the dumbest thing in the world. To get upset about. God forbid that we go and we adjust something that we invented for the betterment of this thing that really only a few of the elite are going to be impacted by. Zero, zero, zero point zero, 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 one percent of mm-hmm. golfers are Correct. going to be affected by this. Correct. And apparently that that small percentage and and to be fair, this argument is kind of on both sides. Right. But apparently those who are only going to be affected by this are the ones that carry the most clout for some reason when ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everyone else who actually own the game. Yes. It is for us. It is not for them. Right. Will be completely left alone by this I, it just blows my mind i know and i agree a hundred percent uh and the, i read an interesting piece by michael bamberger who's a, a he's a really good journalist and yes he said his argument was leave the game alone the everybody is coming down on the rna and usga and he said they should leave this, this they are supposed to be the guardians of the game and it's a lot of his column was about the history and what, just like you said, this is not going to affect any of us. When If I get the chance to go to St. Andrews and play, I'm not going to be worried about that I can't use a ball that's going to go as far. I can only hit it 220 anyway. I mean, so right. I know you're better than that, but I, you know, that's me. I'm old and I never hit it that long. But. As you said, this is about for all the rest of the world that plays the game. This doesn't mean anything. And of course, we there's this huge uproar about it when we have there are other things kind of to worry about in terms of golf, like that other tour that I never talk Mm -hmm. about because I don't Mm -hmm. like them and all of those things. Um, But, you know, we'll see. And by the way, I think there's uh, this weekend. I know there's another one of those things mm-hmm. that we don't talk about, but right. all right, that leads me into this. How do you feel about the Valspar now? Let's talk about, cause I haven't spoken to you in a while. We've been in mm-hmm. hiatus. How do you feel about the proposals from uh, the tour and the way they're setting designated events, blah, 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 all that stuff. Well, you know, I go back and forth on it in all honesty, because what this has done, what the PGA Tour has announced in response to the other tour that we don't talk about, mm-hmm. <laughs> it has really made this abundantly clear that this is a complete corporate decision. This is no longer about competition only. Right. You know, the designated events are going to be very difficult to get into, but once you get in them, mm-hmm. you're golden. Right. And the only reason that that move has been made, and I'm oversimplifying, I understand, but it's done in response to sponsorship. If there are no sponsors, then there's no PGA tour. Mm-hmm. And if there are no stars on the PGA tour that will bring eyeballs from you and I, there will be no sponsors. Right. 
Right. And so this, by all means, uh, whenever you hear anything about, you know, I think it was Peter Malnati came out. He's on the board or the players board. Yeah. And he came out and he said, oh, this is going to help the little guys on tour. To No, no, it isn't. <laughs> Just stop. It's not. This isn't going to do that. This is going to protect Rory, John Rahm, Xander, so the that they 50, don't. Basically. A hundred percent. And so right. that they don't get swayed and taken away to the By other place. Other right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Although I, you know, and then you go, as you said, you go back and forth, like the idea that it will allow some of these guys, if you are playing well enough, Mm -hmm. you can find your way into these designated events. True. And those guys, as we've seen, you have a Chris Kirk come out of nowhere after eight years and all of a sudden he wins a tournament and bang, he's right up there again. But the, there are so few of those guys, I think is what we're all talking, but not for me, because as I mentioned, Chris Kirk, I loved that Sunday at the mm-hmm. Honda. I loved it with that, with Eric Cole and Chris Kirk and the guys that we don't get to see that often. I would still rather watch that than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I completely lost. See, you, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Quit talking. Oh, you weren't talking. No, I just the train went right off the off the tracks that was in my mind right there. I loved seeing that Sunday, and uh, I have no idea now. Well, a good benefit of this type of thing is we will be seeing those names that we don't typically see that often, and it's still going to be beneficial to us as golf fans. Right. Okay. And I think what nobody is saying is no one's talking about we we are an afterthought Yeah. in this whole thing. Yeah. And... Nobody wants to admit that, just like nobody wants to admit, hey, we need money because we have competition in the market now, Mm -hmm. and they are taking away our most valuable assets. Right. Like, you know, we get on on those players that jump ship to the other tour so much for not just simply saying, hey, you did it for the money. Well, the same argument could be made for the PGA Tour. Just say, you are scared. Right. You didn't. Uh, plan accordingly and because of your own ineptitude you were unable to protect these players yeah now the good thing that we have is uh, players like will zalatoris who if we believe was offered 130 million dollars to and he didn't god bless him right absolutely he understands absolutely and there are those guys and that's why people like i think you and i i know i do love those guys and the other big guys justin all the all of them, because the legacy you're sitting there uh, and we're doing this on Zoom and we're looking at each other and it's great. Mm-hmm. And by the way, as I told you before, you look terrific, really. Oh, thanks. And I, I, I know that, you know, I didn't give you a lot of time to get ready for this call. Your hair and makeup people weren't available today. But, right. you know, you sitting there with in your office, a Ryder Cup flag, beautiful Ryder mm-hmm. Cup flag yeah. on your wall. Is that from the 18th green? Uh, it is uh, from Valhalla. Cut off that number from oh, from Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, <laughs> um, that there. That's what we care about. We care just like Will Zalatoris does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the legacy, all those arguments that we have. Although I will say this, I read something really interesting a little while ago that they are, and I think it's with Justin Thomas 
They are going to be putting a camera. Have you seen this yet? Mm -mm, No. On his, on the top of his golf bag. Hmm. So that apparently for like the whole round, people are going to be able to get that perspective. Oh, cool. From out. Well, you know who said this and they put up his quote a little while ago. Who's that? Lefty. Really? I'm telling you, when we end this call, you will go and see what I'm talking about. He said, here's what we should do. We should put a camera with a 360 degree uh, that you can look 360 on top. He even said on top of my golf bag. Oh, wow. And then they announced that. Well, let's see. Let's do this with, uh, I don't know, Justin Thomas or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's still this stuff, and this will continue to go on, obviously, as long right. as the other tour is around. Um, now, let me ask you this before I let you go. Have you been able to play at all? Because I know it's been kind of snowy and cold where you live, too. It is uh, 29 degrees as I sit and talk to you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've got good ways to keep our uh, addiction alive here in the Chicagoland area. We've got uh, indoor simulators. Uh, oh, yeah. I've not had the chance to go out and do an actual golf course yet. But hmm. before too long, in order to save my marriage, I'm going to have to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> she hates the weather more than you do, probably. Yes. Like, get out of the house. Just right. Go. Yeah. Well, we're all kind of even here in Lexington. I mean, it's been every day that it's been warm enough to play. It's rained. Yeah. So, you know, we're kind of going through it, but pretty soon we're only something like 19 days from the Masters now or 20. And that's the start of spring for all. It is. So um, I can't thank you enough for jumping on with me. I love talking to you. And likewise, uh, I will be back in touch with you soon, especially now that I can see your office and the stuff you have in there. Sean, we got to do better with where we are here so he did next time he's on <laughs> i've got some tips oh, for you yeah here this is good there we go see that okay that's just for me and adam thanks pal thank you have a great weekend you too sir see ya backspin golf with matthew lawrence is brought to you by french lick resort casino welcome back this is another of those times on backspin golf I love my guests. You all know that I'm very blessed to have the guests I have. And since we went on hiatus, it's been a little while since I spoke to one of my favorite people and my favorite journalists, Jordan Perez, who is now with AmateurGolf.com and uh, freelancing. And she's just, nobody covers amateur golf like she does for a variety of reasons. And I'll, explain to her what i mean by that hi jordan hi you're too kind thanks for having me oh i haven't even started you know that um first here's where i want to start with you explain to me what a pizuki is do you not know what a pizuki is what i don't know what a pizuki okay so it's basically a cookie skillet so you've got a pretty decent sized cookie and you've got ice cream on top of it and usually, yeah. usually some type of um syrup drizzled yeah. um and i know it's overcomplicating something that feels very simple um but 
I think, and this was mentioned I when before Scotty won the players, he would go to BJ's brew house and get Pazookis. And I think that's where the name was coined. And they have Pazookie Tuesdays and they're like, they're significantly cheaper than they normally are. And they were like a very staple part of my college experience. Okay. So I heard Scotty loved them. Okay, wait. Scotty Scheffler we're talking about. And where is this? Where is this place you're talking about? BJ's Brew House. It's, a, it's like a national franchise. Where, oh, okay. See, we don't have one of those around here. What? And, and I'm telling you, if we did, I would live there because... <laughs> I'm the person that has Pop-Tarts for breakfast. So this is right up my alley. And the reason I bring it up is because on your great Twitter account at J-R-D-N-P-R-Z, Jordan Perez, we uh, saw that Scotty Scheffler, the menu, because we're now only, you know, around 20 days from the Masters at the Champions Dinner every year, the champion gets to pick his dinner menu for the following Masters. They released Scotty's Masters Club dinner, and it said warm chocolate chip skillet cookie as the dessert. And in caps, you put Pazookies, and I had no idea what you were talking about. I love this. I'm wondering if it's copyright to BJ's Brewhouse. That's the first time I'd ever heard it was called a Pazuki. Okay. But I, oh my gosh, I was so delighted. I tweeted even before, like, he won the players. I said, next year they need to serve Pazookis. And they listen to you. See, this is great. This is the influence you have. I'm just saying. Uh, all right, let's talk some amateur golf because there is nobody I would rather do that with than you. And I want to start with Rose Zhang, who uh, maybe you could explain to our listeners who don't know who she is because she's about to do something pretty special, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> Rosang is always on the verge of doing yeah, a that- lot of great things, in fairness. Yeah. Um, but this week, she actually just elapsed Lydia Ko for um, the second longest at world number one amateur. Yeah. She's now Rose is now at 131 weeks and in about a month's time if she remains number 1 she could surpass Leona Maguire at the most weeks held at that position. Um and looks like she's on track to do so which yeah. is just so epic. She also recently just tied Andrea Lee's record for wins at Stanford. Yeah. Um and so she's, I mean, she's on track to also probably surpass the record between both the men's and women's programs so soon. Um, and so, I mean, it's just, it's it's so crazy to consider just in barely two years of playing college golf, how much she's done. And that that really brings a lot of eyes, especially to her next start at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Yeah, which we'll talk about that in a minute, too. And the Stanford golf team, when you're talking about amateur golf, uh, they're kind of a joke, really, because they have they have some other really good players on that team. A couple of them are hurt. Right. Is that what I read? But they're still doing really good. Well, they have Rosang. So, you know, that helps. (laughs) No, I it's it's. It's interesting because I have this discussion a lot with people. I always say anyone on Stanford's lineup at 
any other school would be the number one player in the lineup. There's just too much talent there. And Ann Walker really has a penchant for bringing not only incredibly talented golfers, but golfers that really just gel well together. Um, and yeah, they've got, they've got a bit of a hurt lineup this year to look a little bit different heading into nationals. Rachel Heck is out, um, effectively, I think for the rest of the spring, she just had surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome mm-hmm. and Brooke Say is another player who has been out for some time, but I think she's expected to return for Anwa. Um, so we should be seeing some of her again, but yeah, they've had to have some major lineup adjustments. I mean, Rose is still leading the charge, but Megan Ghanai's had to step up. Sadie Engelman as well. It was another key player in that national championship lineup last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been an interesting challenge for Ann Walker, but I say they've really lived up to the test ever since they've had some of these players come down. They've had a second place finish and then just a first place team finish recently at the Julie Inkster Meadow Club uh, invite. So I, I really think they, they've not really lost a step and it's very impressive to see. Yeah, it is. And the only, I was very lucky because uh, I worked at a place with a dominant uh, university golf team, uh, being at Duke for 10 years. And I got very friendly with coach Brooks there and Leona McGuire actually, when she played at Duke and, uh, these teams, when they put together, once you get a couple of the top amateur players there, you start to lay a foundation and then they all kind of want to go there because of how good they are. So, it's great to see uh, with Stanford. It's not so much fun maybe for some of the other great women's golf teams across the country, but it's pretty good for Stanford. So we'll wait and see what happens there. All right. Talk to us. We're talking with Jordan Perez, of course. Talk to us about what's coming up at Augusta. And we all love this so much uh, that this is now a yearly occurrence. When it never happened before, there was – not that long ago when women didn't play at Augusta. Uh, and so as the Masters is coming up, we're going to have this event again. Talk to us a little about that. Right. So, I mean, I think the best Masters prime up primer and really, honestly, just an incredible event in and of itself. Uh, the Augusta National Women's Amateur is back for a fourth time. And it's it's a cool year for a few different reasons. I really think entering year four, there's a lot more lore and history that this event is building up. Um, there's two past winners that are coming back to play, including the defending champion, Anna Davis. Um, just a really tough, um, incredible field out there. Um it's there's there's so much to be excited for and this year too which i thought was really exciting and unique is that every single round is actually going to be broadcast in some capacity whereas last year it was in the previous years it was only the final round at augusta now people back home are going to get to see champions retreat which is a really cool track itself so this year i think this year is going to be pretty special there's a lot of players who are really going to be gunning for that that trophy oh, especially yeah. 
you know, some of these elite players that we've come to know in the past few years have been only building up their resumes in the, on the collegiate and amateur side, uh, namely Rachel Keane, Ingrid Lindblad, Rose Zhang herself. And it's 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 going to be interesting to see uh, what type of winner comes out this year. You know, and you mentioned Anna Davis, and I saw a feature on her, and it was really interesting. And of course, it's the kind of thing that I love when it has to do with hats or uniforms in any sport. I love stuff like that. Anna Davis, there's a whole thing with her bucket hat that she wore. Do you know about that? So I think the story is that Anna's family or someone bought it for her last minute at the um, at the store on site. Right. And so she just wore it. It was a casual choice. She, um, I think she had mentioned she hadn't worn a bucket hat in some time before that. And interestingly, I think when she won the girls PGA championship late last year or late in the preceding year in 2021, she'd also worn a bucket hat. So there was kind of this interesting trend of her in a bucket hat and coming out victorious. But yeah, that took fire over social media. I mean, people really ate it up and loved it. And I think she kind of embraced it after the fact. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a cool look. And I, I think afterward, I mean, we saw bucket hats everywhere. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, it's great because not that many people, at least people that don't follow amateur golf like you do, we know about a Rosang or these different players I didn't know very much about Anna Davis at all until I watched her in at Augusta last year. And I thought, boy, she is cool. She seemed very almost shy. Um, and then I saw this feature on her and I liked her even more. And she'll be back this year, right? Yep. She will be defending her title, which oh, yeah. <laughs> I it's it just feels like she's only gotten better. She had a recent she started her year off with a win on the junior circuit at the Orange Bowl in international. Uh-huh. And that one's a pretty stocked field. I mean, she's been playing some really consistent golf. After she won Anwa, she had like seven pro starts. It was just unreal. And I think three of those were majors. Yeah. So I mean, Anna's coming off a stretch of some really good golf and has really been put to the test. And recently she actually committed to Auburn to play college golf at. So that'll be pretty interesting to see too. I'm glad she's staying around to play some college golf. Yeah, this uh, it's just great. The whole thing uh, with amateur golf. Um, I am so happy that I got to talk to you today and you will be back in the rotation as we say here on Backspin Golf, uh, because I absolutely love talking to you, and I think your work is wonderful, and so are you. And I hope when uh, I text you next time, which will be soon, you'll go, yes, I'd love to come on the show again. I said this time. This is my favorite show to join. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jordan. Have a great week. You too. See ya. Bye. All right, that'll do it. Another edition of Backspin Golf. Thanks to Keith Stewart and Adam Fonseca and Jordan Perez. That was wonderful. I'll be back next week with another edition of Backspin Golf. And as always, thanks to my incredible partners on my show, Commonwealth Credit Union, Critter Control, Truly Nolan. Edwin Watts Golf, 
French Lick Resort, Gearheads in Nicholasville, Georgetown Advantage Air, of course, Lexington Parks and Rec for our great golf courses, and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, wowing Central Kentucky one roof at a time. That'll do it. Stay tuned for the bottom line with Brad at 10 a.m. this morning, and I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great Sunday. It's ESPN 92.5 and 1300 a.m. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville.